Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. I don't mean to start the show on such a serious note, but our job, too, is to advise the public of something crazy going on. Strathroy Caradoc Police, so about 20 minutes west of southwestish of London, they've issued a warning about a possible wild cat sighting in the, uh, sighting in the community. A fully grown female cat can weigh as much as 140 pounds. Now, the sighting not officially confirmed, but police and the Ministry of Natural Resources want the public to be aware because they had three calls within the span of a couple of hours in and around the general so general area. What kind of cat are we talking about? It here? was a cougar. Good God. <laughs> yeah. So they spotted it in the northern portion of Mount Bridges on Sunday. Unconfirmed, though, a pride of pumas only steps behind. We're just we're just trying to be aware in all of this. And then police, is, they're asking that anyone else that's seen a similar animal in the area to let them know so they can advise the public to keep their husbands safe while they're walking the hey. dog or <laughs> out for a late night walk. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. You got to be... You, they're, they're closing in. And that's because we're expanding out. It's going to happen. It, this, it, there was a bump, a spike. We saw more so in Europe. And uh, where communities live a little bit tighter and on top of each other, but then even into the GTA during the early portion of the pandemic, it was like, oh, woof, we got a lot more room out here now. Oh, that looks comfy. And then spotted on people's back decks and just going after bird feeders and anything they could get their mitts on. But yeah. you know what? Where it stops for me is when you have wild cats running around. Yeah. That's enough. It's a terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I still have a four and a half bowl of Pompey. Like, yeah. yeah. So. I, I saw this TikTok, actually. A guy's walking his dog in the dark, and he's filming his dog. His dog kept, like, keeps staring off into like the dark distance. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's for, like, it looks like a ghost. You know, like the dog staring off into the dark. He walks just a little bit more, and a mountain lion what? jumps in front of them. And he's like, okay, we're turning around. Like, it jumps out in front and then like doesn't want to mess with the owner, I guess. But it was a tiny little dog. And... You do have to be careful. I'm telling yeah. you, I have a friend that lives, uh, she grew up in Winnipeg, and they'd have to worry about hawks coming and scooping. They had a little wiener dog. Yep, yep. They that, had to do that a couple times. That made uh, morning radio news uh, every couple of weeks, yeah. actually. Yeah. Oh, man. So what do you do with a cougar? Like a bear, you're supposed to be big and... and well, it depends the type of bear cougar, as well. You... We've never been trained. How do you how do you fight off a cougar? You can throw your own jokes in it, but the serious part with a we wild cat... We don't fight off a bear, though. You either pepper spray... Try to be still. That's it. Who's got peppers or bear spray? Unless you're a hunter, where do you get it? You don't swing by the local PV Mart or Canadian yeah, Tire to get a pail. That's what you think about when you're out no, for a two no. dog. <laughs> when, when you're in town on like a nature trail yeah. that spans Waterloo region, that spans London and area. I've got um, ornamental peppers in my herb garden that's in my kitchen, my little wall garden. <laughs> Apparently they're very spicy to eat, so I could just try to squish them in their eyes, you know? <laughs> do you bring a mitt full of like wet cat food and like a stuffed pepper, so to speak, and toss it their way? <laughs> like, I, how the hell do you get away from a. I don't know. This is the, no one's been taught. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. A big fluffy key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. This could be well one of two things: the coolest things in automobiles ever, or possibly the scariest. Apple. Oh, oh. They've uh, they've announced they're concentrating on creating a fully self-driving vehicle and aims to launch it by 2025. So that's a, that's a quick turnaround. Thank you. Thank you. They have been working on it behind the scenes for, for quite a period of time. 
they were going to just swallow up a car manufacturer and go, well, so you do the car stuff. We'll just work on the software. Yeah. Nothing has come to light yet to make it an official partnership. So this is going to be a car that instead of has that giant logo on the hood, it's going to have a shiny Apple. I don't like that. <laughs> it's going to be an Apple car. Okay, but if those Apple cars could be the color of the original like Mac Apple computers, like that like see-through oh, and then yeah, like the, the fun colors, come on, yeah. how cool would that yeah. be? That would be sick. Wait, like, I would all. I don't quite trust self-driving cars from car manufacturers that exi- have existed for like 150 years. <laughs> for Apple to be like, not only are we making self-driving cars, but this is also the first car we're making. Yeah, I don't trust it. And when your your transition period is basically because it takes almost three years to develop the next model of iPhone. Yeah, really, iPhone in a car <clears throat> with no steering wheel, in which passengers will face each other like a limousine. The vehicle controlled through an iPad-like interface. So even if something goes wrong, you will be... There's nothing physical to grab except the person you're about to get in a car crash with. <laughs> oh, when you said no steering wheel, I actually thought you were going to say you have to pay extra for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that seriously. is the most Apple thing ever. Doors not included. Yeah. yeah. You have to stop and charge your car battery every three hours. Yeah. Of all companies to uh, do anything battery related, I don't know if this is the one I yeah, want. No, kidding. Yeah. Maybe call Android and ask them how they do it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But shocker, they announced it. Share price went boop. Had a nice big push this over the weekend. Um, they're still warning, though. Uh, analysts are going, okay, this is great. You've got all these ideas. But to fully adopt self-driving cars in North America, you've got some legal and technological barriers to get past, but they're just pushing through, basically shoveling money, which they have a lot of, to get this on the road. I feel like as Canadians, we will have to worry about this less because I don't think anybody in the self-driving car world has really nailed down the snow thing yet. Like, I know some people who have Teslas and they're like, yeah, when it decides to do that little speed up thing, if you're just trying to show it off to friends, traction control is still, you're still in the snow. Unless you can get out little spikes that are going to just nail you down to the ground. (laughs) My Nissan, which made by a company that's been around making cars for 60 plus years, when it rains too hard, it doesn't read the front sensors. It the, the dash lights up like a Christmas tree. So I'm a wait. You know how you didn't rush out and get the first model of iPhone? You wait a couple of generations. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe your kids kids will be driving a Apple steering wheel less car. If I have anything to say with it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. This is a program that actually kicked off kind of mid-pandemic, December of last year, amid the COVID lockdowns, but the second career program by the province. And they've now expanded it because uh, the first iteration of it was basically for those who'd been laid off and were not working or had been laid off and were working a temporary job simply to cover costs. Well, man, the landscape changed dramatically on, on what's required, what services, industries are, are growing kind of on the back end of the pandemic, Lovato. And good news. More people that, so those on social assistance, those are self-employed, gig workers, uh, young kids getting out of school, newcomers, uh, others who just just need a hand. The government announced this uh, program that they're opening it up that you can receive up to $28,000 for education, living expenses, extra support available. Think of single parents, so you've got childcare, there's disability-related expenses and accommodations if, if you're trying to train up for a new career. I believe you have to have been laid off, though, right? Like, that's part of their thing is... You can apply and then see if you're eligible. The nice thing is it's pretty clean and straightforward through the government website, which you don't often make a statement like that. It's it's pretty 
pretty easy to hop on to the provincial website and start going through that checklist to see, you know, do you qualify for that second career Ontario program? And some of the options that they cover, audio and film. So you want to be an audio engineer? Film and TV production? Fun times. You could be the next backstage Hey. One can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but where does all the, like, you can't, I'm sure they're not going to pay you to study, study trivia questions. No, that's, that's in your downtown. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's, that's the spare time uh, set up. But from beauty and aesthetics, business and marketing, because the retail side, you talk to, uh, think of a restaurant, a restaurant and hospitality. Yep. Desperately seeking employees. So there, there's a lot here. Uh, dentistry, digital arts. So they're, they're really kind of covering the swath, a wide swath of a lot of different industries and fields where, where help is needed. So this is... You know, the, the, potentially for those that are are allowed or avail or kind of qualify under the terms, it's a quarter million people in the province that have an opportunity yep. to get a new lease on life. Yeah, I'm here for it, 100. percent If we're like, listen, without getting too political, the yeah. last thing I want to do right now is, if we're going to spend money anyway, I'd rather spend it on people having the opportunity to educate education, whether yep. it's trades, yep. whether it's whatever. Because the cost of living, how much people are making right now, I bet you it's near impossible to try and even save for tuition when you can, can't oh. even pay your rent. Uh, you're absolutely bang on. And, Especially and, in this stage of your life. And in a lot of cases, it is. It's not people coming straight out of yep high school. You know, like it yeah. is people who have been in the, you know, in a career or working for 10 plus years. That's why it's called the the second Second career career, grant or something like that. You know, I think this is a great opportunity. Learning is fun. Yeah, well, and it helps people go from a job where you're paid by the hour into a career where you have a salaried option, where you have benefits, you have have perks of a job that that otherwise you may not have if you're kind of stuck, you know, in in a current position where you're not in love with this. But this is is one of the few programs that you would go, okay, I understand this. It feels relatively transparent and, again, equally pretty straightforward to go on and see what's available how do you qualify and how do you proceed with all of these steps but um yeah let's we can kind of well but then the other part is well that that election is june 2nd so this is relatively timely but when you're a politician shouldn't you be working every month of every or every day of every month for your entire term to make a change in the province so this is it and and they are they will have some consultation on, hey, here's some in-demand industries. So for those that kind of go, I don't know what I want to do, here's some fields that maybe these will interest you and give you a little more background or uh, backstory. And uh, co-ops and internships, what a difference maker. It helped lead me here. So there are some options. So well done. Pretty proud that they put something together on this. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. Okay. So hear this scenario out. There will be a few points within it. I don't know if there's an in the middle. I, I think you'll be either one way or the other. I mean, maybe you're a hybrid. I, I won't make a decision for you. Shut up, Jeff. Get to the story. So you invite friends over for dinner. Do you have to cook? Or can you order in? Because aren't, aren't we all supposed to have a go-to dish when you have company over? Oh, yeah. And... I'm not talking in the, I'm not talking like summer months where, you know, maybe you've been outside. Yeah, where it's like, come on over, I'll pull some hot dogs and barbecue and, and, and some burgs out of the freezer kind of thing. Because that's not really cooking. You're just warming stuff up, basically. Just think of when you were a kid. Your grandparents, they never ordered takeout. Like Gramps and Grammy, they always had a dish, like the casserole. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they had a dish. Are we just too reliant on either the fact that we can fire up our phone and order a massive meal? Uh, have the rules changed? Hmm. It, is it a certain type of, like, we have best friends that, I should say, so we have best friends and then kind of their best friends that become our friends too. Yeah. There's a group of six of us. And that ends up with, we cook, but everybody is in all hands on deck, even though it's at your house. Yeah. Someone will manage the meat, someone will manage the veggies, someone will manage the other sides. But other than at last minute, it's 2 a.m. and you're all hungry, you order something, you don't, you always make dinner. I would suggest 90% of the time, dinner is made. So you say, do you guys want to come over for dinner? Yeah. Interesting. And only at, will it be the last minute? Where it's discussion with Sarah, and it's like, you know what, just can we order? Can we order something in? And we, we've known those friends for a while, so you have an idea of what they're into. But I have a few more friends where they only ever order. They don't, they don't cook. They're like, nope, nope, we'll order in. Hmm. I mean, I think it depends what the premise is. If you're like, oh, like if you're coming over for dinner, but then you could also say there's a really cool restaurant I want you to try, but we're staying in. But then... Are you splitting the bill? No. If you're inviting me over for dinner, I will bring something to bring to the dinner. Like a bottle of wine, a something, dessert. Something, you know. Why? You never want to come empty-handed. You want to bring a little sum-sum. Yeah. A little drink, a little something. Hmm. But I'm not paying for it. No, because I would invite you over for dinner at my place. It's like it's like when people have house parties and they want you to pitch, unless it's a real rager, I'm not helping you pay for your party. I throw my own parties. I put the whole bill. I don't care what Jeff says. I'm right in the middle. I... There, we we have a thing we call Second Saturdays. So, little fr- a group of friends. We know we're going to get together on the second Saturday of the month. Yeah. We know that there will be beverages and likely rock band involved. Okay. <laughs> we don't discuss that dinner will be a thing of it, but dinner is going to be a thing. We decide closer to it happening. Maybe we'll make some homemade pizza. Maybe we'll order some sushi. Maybe we'll, like, we don't know until, like, day of. But I think that's completely different because the premise of your hangout is hanging out. It's more so drinking in rock band than it is dinner. If that's not the theme of the night, if you're if the reason for you gathering isn't to eat, it's a completely different situation. Then I'm like, I don't care as long as I'm fed at some point. So and we're then talking, I would split the bill. We're talking dinner and and get the hell out. <laughs> is that like yeah, is it, when these it, dinners like I'm making a nice big dinner? If, and if then, you're inviting me over for dinner, yeah. I'm I'm assuming that this is a like couple hour thing. This is not a I'm gonna leave your house in an Uber at two AM thing. Gotcha. Okay, that's the difference. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Shocker, we're all over the place on this. The the story kind of plays out like this. So, you invite someone over for dinner. Do you have to cook? Can you order in? In the past, it was the old, you got to have a dish. Right? You've got to have a dish you can do. Benny, what's your favorite dish that you love to prepare for people and show off a bit? Pad Thai. Chicken Pad Thai. thai. Ooh. Yeah. Laura Gaddis, anything from your kitchen that you, when, if, when you have friends over, you're like, all right, I can whip this up and I know it's going to be del- uh, delicious. I mix it up regularly. I don't think I have a signature dish. Like, I can make nachos when I'm not even physically on this planet anymore. <laughs> I guess maybe that's my go-to because yep. I can make them <laughs> no matter what state of mind I'm in, but yeah. that's it. <laughs> Like to mix it up. Steak Diane. It's kind oh, of our buddy. go-to. Yeah. That's a good one. Better than steak Brenda. Ugh. 
Whoa. <laughs> what did to do to you? Steak Shirley. <laughs> so we, the, here's some of the options that, that have been thrown back at us. Ordering in is fine. Sometimes it's not feasible to shop and cook for a whole meal. Huh? Shouldn't it just be about the company, not the labor put into a meal? Fine. Okay, that, good. That's, that's your angle. That's your play on it. Another one reads, if someone is inviting me for dinner, I'm assuming they're cooking, unless it's otherwise discussed beforehand. Absolutely. I would feel also obligated to pay part of the bill if we went over and then ordered out. Ooh, yeah. I, I will say that does leave some for some awkwardness, unless it's... That's one thing, too, though. I do not want to get to your house and find out we got to wait like an hour for dinner to be ordered. Like, yeah, if I get there yeah. and it's like, oh, well, what do you want? You invited me over for dinner. You should have a game plan. I agree with that. Yeah. I think I'm too, we're, I'm in the mindset of the people we see the most often coming over and it's almost like it's interchangeable. Yeah. No, you got to think of people. Company. Like, yeah. That's the, that's the key. Having company as opposed to just having your pals. Yeah. Over, having I, company. I would say typically the people you see the most often, you don't just have for dinner. You know, it's like, ah, come on over. Like, right. I'm like, pass, here's my door passcode. It's unlocked. I'm in the bathroom getting ready. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Those people you're not inviting for dinner. They're yeah. probably just at your house when you eat dinner anyway. <laughs> yeah. If it's company, then yeah, I would say it would be a, a make make at home situation. That's nice. I like my friends. So let me order in because I'm a horrible cook. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I invite you over, I will pay for all of it. If it's friends who are just over and hanging out and we say, hey, let's order, then yeah, we split. The e-transfer is just too easy now. Yeah. That, that's the thing. And with the ability of so many apps, and let's not forget, apps while convenient, a lot of local restaurants have picked up their own delivery service yeah, and are yeah. paying them directly. Yeah. So the cost isn't as crazy as it would be if you're on one of the one of the apps. Mm-hmm. Name four or five, they're all out there. Fine example, the three of us went out for brunch last week to Angel's Diner in London and conversation with our server was like, you, you know we can deliver right to you. And in fact, in and around the same time, but you deal direct with us, the restaurant. There's no... Yep. middle person or organization. No markup. There's yep. a delivery fee, but there's a delivery fee yeah. anywhere else too. Exactly. But it's a flat like five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that is another one to add into your mixture if the concern is ordering in is, is far too much. Yeah, you're right, Benny. I think it comes down to is it company? Yeah. <laughs> or is it just some friends? If they show up to your house in jogging pants, they qualify as friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. <laughs> So if you missed the kickoff at about 7.40, to some this is relatively straightforward. You invite friends over for dinner. So you cook up one of your favorite dishes, you have some laughs, maybe a cocktail or two, relax, hang out, fire up a board game. There are a thousand one options. Or do you just order in? Because aren't we supposed to all have a dish that you can put together when you know company's coming and this, we're not talking about the surprise last minute hey what are you doing uh, we're unsure for dinner why don't we order because then you've already set those terms but this is the you're having but Benny I think may have nailed it because you basically created two columns you have your your regulars your friends yep. your pals your yep. buddies that you just hang out with but then you have in quotes company People you don't see all the time. Coworkers. Coworkers. Yeah. Family, like extended family might be coming by. Maybe it's more like a networking dinner where there are people like, oh, like this could help me further my career. Right. Right. Maybe you've uh, done some charity work on a local board and you've never 
broken bread together. Yes, yes. yes. there yeah. it is. Yeah. And they're, they're coming on by. So still an assortment of responses. Someone saying, I'm hosting Christmas this year, buying the turkey pre-made, improvise, adapt, overcome. Amen. Okay. Another one said, we have a very small kitchen. We have more than four people in our um, cold weather months. Or over in the cold weather months, we uh, we order from an infamous chicken place. Our bill, it's, it saves the mess. Our bill, we pay. Yeah. Um, you know, we could just get the house nice and toasty and, and relax and enjoy that takeout. Okay, fine. Another one says, this from Hespler says, sometimes in the end it's easier, cheaper to order in, but they don't have to know uh, that you did order in, in fact, cook the meal. Fake it. Hide all the packaging. That's what I was going to say. So if you were in the instance where you had, like, charity board member come over for dinner yeah. and you just weren't... Listen, life happens, but I do think food is very much about presentation. That dinner's not going to taste the same in a styrofoam package as it would on a nice plate. You know, get that serving spoon out there and be yeah. like, I really made this myself. Yeah. When you get steamed, uh, steamed dew on the french fries comes obvious. Yeah. You, yeah, you, soggy, get, yeah. you have yeah. to be careful on how on what dish you're getting put together. One of the first times we went over to a friend, now friends, but then just kind of acquaintances, they were really nervous. I'll fully admit, and you, my wife is is a phenomenal cook. So there was uh, there was some concern that they couldn't match it. I don't know why you'd feel that it, it's competition, but that being said, they ordered in and while we're eating, we're like, this is unbelievable. This this tastes so much like Dolcetto chicken. And then finally we saw the crack in the face. Because it is. <laughs> hey, look, you can have someone over. No judgment. Whatever does work for you. Yes, in 2021, we live a lot differently than we did. I yep. know earlier acknowledging, like, our grandparents always each had a dish. Maybe one was barbecue. There's always stew. Hey, maybe, maybe you're a regular at a certain spot, and they're like, hey, I know your order, Vinny. Yeah. Have a great yeah. day. <laughs> It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Vibe Station. Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip. On Virgin Radio. The House of Gucci reviews are in, and they are either extremely pleasant or extremely negative. Okay, let's start with the good this time. Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, Driver rule in Ridley Scott's transfixing fashion tabloid Godfather. That's from Variety. House of Gucci review. Lady Gaga murders in style in true crime fashion house drama from The Guardian. Okay, now here are the not-so-nice ones. House of Gucci is an unambitious mess. Ridley Scott's starry melodrama is both too much and not enough. Lady Gaga and her terrible movie are shallow. House of Gucci is a cautionary tale of power, money, greed, and murder that loses its way the longer it goes on and on. Don't forget, you also have the whole accent scandal on top of this. So do you want- only go up from here then, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's hoping, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to be left in the dust? You want to keep selling coffee mugs in airports? Yeah. I want to watch just for that, I think. I yeah. Listen, I want to watch because I want to see the fashion. I think there's been a lot of hype around this movie, good or bad. I'm just so curious. Will you see me at a matinee? I don't think I've ever done a matinee except for the opening of the very first, the first new Star Wars movie. I think this is what may play out. Laura's going to wait. 45 days till it arrives uh, on home streaming in some way, shape, or mm-hmm, form. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to mute it but put close captioning on. So you get the fashion but you don't get the terrible accents. Uh, I will have close captioning on regardless if I am watching it in my home because again, I we used to be against it but now once you get used to it, it lets you chew loud snacks while watching anything. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> That's the best pro tip. So, 
We'll see how it goes. Will you be watching it? I'm very, very curious. Will you be like me and maybe watching the new season of Selling Sunset instead? Because, hey, oh, that pops off on Netflix tomorrow. <laughs> uh, okay, we talked about this last hour. Actually available on Crave, the new Janet Jackson documentary talking about what happened between her career and Justin Timberlake's. Why did his once again skyrocket at the downfall of another woman in the media? Well... She had to take all the blame for it. A lot of people calling out Justin Timberlake. Whatever new project he attaches himself to in the near future, I have the feeling will not be well received just because he needs to do a little more damage control than the, you know, pitiful little apology that he did on his Instagram to Britney and Janet last year. Maybe it was this year. Either way. The evidence, too, is he has not won a single Friday song challenge. Not not once. (laughs) Well. The people have what spoken, really. Need? Yeah. I mean. Outside of NSYNC, and it's going to be May and the tail end of April every year, but otherwise, no no solo Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I also want to go out and point out, remember when he was like holding hands with his co-host and stuff last year? Uh, holding hands. Like, he has hand. the, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he was like having a thing. Normally in situations like that, that that star would not survive, especially being married with Jessica Biel having like, you know, they have two young children. Yeah. Normally you would not survive. It's, it's crazy to me how much he has survived so many PR scandals and just either been able to ignore it or make a, a very quick or very 20 years late apology and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, you're it's absolutely right in that assessment. So I kind of like documentaries right like these. So far, the Janet Jacket Jackson doc pretty well received it's only an hour long too so it's not like if it does if you don't like it it's not like you're gonna waste your whole week trying to get through it so there's a plus side there it's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben Vibe Station Virgin Radio Sarah joins us on the line probably the most shocked contestant we've ever had (laughs) we called you Sarah and there's Hello? <laughs> yes, we want to play. We want to play you. We want to see if you can beat Backstage Ben today. Now, you played long, long ago, and Benny ended up, he beat you by one. That's correct? Okay, yes. Okay, so, so I beat you by one. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I was there for it, but I, I've, I've, I've forgotten. You do this a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> hard. It doesn't blur one into the other, into the other. It's, it's quite clear in my memory. Okay. Like All right, so there, there's a theme. There's listener-submitted questions today. Laura addressed that. She'll, she'll recap it just before she kicks it off. But anybody brand new to it, so Benny is going to mask up and depart out of the room. That way, it's just Laura and Sarah, one-on-one. I'm simply here just for some mild commentary if required. Then Benny will come back in after the illustrious Benny call, and, and we'll see how you do. Yeah, go on. Or sorry, we'll see how Betty does. Pardon right. me. Uh, now, I just want to clarify something. These questions are listeners submitted today. Thank you to I am Glee on Instagram for submitting them. Somebody texted and said, call me. I want to answer iCarly's questions about art. No, iCarly did not help us make the questions uh-huh. today, okay? Our co- iCarly's up off in the Nickelodeon universe That's somewhere. Right. That's right. <laughs> okay, Sarah, are you ready to beat Backstage Ben? I think so. Okay, first question. How many times has the Mona Lisa been stolen? Zero. It's been stolen once and vandalized many, many, many times. What? Oh, okay. Did not know that. Second question. Salvador Dali is associated with which art movement? Sorry, say his name again. Salvador Dali is associated with which art movement? Salvador Dali. Um... Any I guess I don't know. 
Do you want to nope. take a guess? Do you have a hint? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the guy with all the melty photos. <laughs> <laughs> the melty photos? Yeah. Okay, I, that hint might have made it worse oh. for you. <laughs> okay. Does he do genitalia? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to give him I'm sorry. He is not part of the genitalia movement. However, uh, whenever that movement comes into art play, I will let you know. He was associated with the surrealism movement. Surrealism. Okay. You are... Uh, and Laura is correct on the melty. He's the melty guy. Yeah, yeah. he melted. My brother like has he a couple the melty of his clock. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Third and final question, Sarah. <laughs> I, that okay. might be my favorite answer we've had for a backstage <laughs> question for a long, long time. I've always wanted to say that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Third and final question. A color that can't be made by mixing two colors together is called what? Oh, um... A shade. No. Um, oh, wow. This is tough. Oof. A color that can't be made by mixing two colors together. She's got a car full of little helpers yeah. here. My art teacher, Mrs. Knapp, would be so upset that I don't know this answer either. A primary color. Ooh, you See, saved yourself on that one. That was a quick no. You almost Boom. almost lost it. Okay. Who uh, who assisted in that one? Who in the car helped that- that was Abigail, 10 years old. Okay. Oh, whoa, Abigail Ab- in the house. Abigail, you get to choose what's for dinner tonight, okay? Abigail gets to choose what's for dinner tonight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you got a single point in the board. Yesterday, that's all it took for for Kayla to, to end up tying backstage Ben, so we'll see. He's out, so, okay. he, he's out looking at the Making Christmas. His Making his way downtown. They redid Walk reception, fast. so there's multiple yeah, trees Christmas-y. up. Betty! Can I put you guys on speakerphone now? Oh sure, my gosh, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, so... Uh, I think that... Okay, and I, I'm sorry, Sarah, but I actually think that Abigail should get the opportunity to trash talk Mr. Backstage Ben since she was our single point earner. Do you want to trash talk him? <laughs> you don't know how? Just don't use yeah, the words. Nice, yeah, yeah that, nice Just don't use those adult words. <laughs> okay, so... We've got a single point on the board, Benny. Okay. Art trivia. I'm excited. Let's see how this plays. Okay. First question. Don't forget, submitted by listener, I am Carly on Instagram. Hi, Carly. Got it. It's not I, Carly. I already clarified that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How many times has the Mona Lisa been stolen? At least once. So I'm going to go with once. That is correct. Why is he always right? (laughs) (laughs) I love this. We have the whole gallery on right now. Okay, second question. Salvador Dali is associated with which art movement? Surrealism. It's not genitalia. (laughs) That was Sarah's guess. (laughs) She guessed the genitalia movement. Oh, <laughs> and then Laura Laura jumped in after she 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 hit the ee button and said no no like the melty clock guy. Oh, no, that was the clue. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. melty yeah. photos. And okay. then somehow Sarah's <laughs> genitalia was her response. <laughs> I didn't hear clock guy. Oh oh oh, <laughs> Sarah. Oh, I definitely I can't say that word on the radio. I would be, no, no, you can't. <laughs> okay, third and final question: A color that can't be made by mixing two colors together is called what? A primary color. Boom. He did it. Again. Win Oof. 244. If you're interested in genitalia art, might I suggest Georgia O'Keefe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michelangelo, a lot of sculptures oh, up too, in there. Yeah. yeah.
Then I'd like you to see you sign up for med school. That'd be great. Med school? Oof. I don't know. I don't know. I, I see the Maybe. way you treat your own body. I don't want you to hear anyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Okay. So we have to try to sort this out, potentially a little bit on the fly, because there's some new information in that this study, they're confirming that lobsters do feel pain when you boil them. So will this change how you feel when cooking a lobster at home. And ties in ever so nicely to the discussion we had earlier with moral combat of when you invite people over, is it a must that you have to cook or could you order in? If I went over to somebody's house and I found out they were cooking lobster via the boiling it alive method, I would not be attending dinner. Really? I would not be attending. I just, I could not stomach being around in that situation. And I grew up on a farm. I have done... Some deeds that need to be done as part of the circle of life. Yeah. However, boiling things alive, uh-uh. not so, it for me. There is still, there's not enough evidence to prove that it's concrete that they feel pain. They being lobsters. I, evidence or not, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to pull out. If everybody's doing it this year, I'm pulling it out too. I'm going to pull out my pseudoscience card, my doctor of Google University. It's a living thing. I don't want to boil anything alive like that. Mm-mm. So some of the facts. So we'll go off facts because I mean, those are kind of real. So let's go with some facts. They're kind of real. <laughs> well, again, You're undermining just, your own argument. No, Jeff no, Kelly. <laughs> just jokingly referencing this year. But the one reason the answer is inconclusive is that pain is difficult to measure, especially when you s- you study something that, well, it's not human. So so what is pain in any way? So in the terms of responses, it's broken into two fundamental uh, components. One, the psychological detection of pain by the nervous system leading to a response, i.e. a reflex, and the experience of suffering, conscious, emotional, or sensational. And here's the thing. Lobsters or crustaceans, for all that, so, so the crawfish and, and shrimp, they don't have brains. And the research that was put together wasn't done by a wildlife research organization. It was done by the London School of Economics and Political Science Foundation. If Seems I'm gonna, like an odd, still an yeah, odd if spot I was gonna to do, do that research. If I was going to do a research study on orcas, I probably wouldn't lean into the School of Economics. Well, I don't know. Maybe they know that people who don't prefer their food boiled alive would buy it if it was just, you know... X'd out another way. Yeah, look, I, there are other... Hu- well, can you even call it humane? Because what's the other way is basically you you put a knife well, in, the, in the back y- yeah. of a lobster. I'll have to get super specific here. <laughs> well, it's, it's what a chef ways, does to prepare it. There are other it. ways to do the deep. There are other ways to do it. Okay. I'm I, don't saying, like, listen, I don't like any of these options. <laughs> and listen... If I'm talking about this, I don't ever have the option to even eat lobster because that's a little bit out of your girl's price range. <laughs> so, I mean, the answer is, like, would you eat it if it's boiled or not? I'm not going to eat it. It's not on my budget. I'm going to go to the kids' menu. Give me some chicken fingies. Now we have another one that says, never boil them. Put them in the freezer for four to five minutes. <gasps> and then steam them. By the time they wake up, they're already out, skis. Wake up. You froze them to death. They're not <laughs> going to sleep. <laughs> So what you do is you take them to the dentist's office, give them some, <laughs> give them some nitrous, <laughs> so that you know they're know. really out. There's got to go. be something there. There's got to be something because yeah. if roles ever somehow get reversed in some freak weirdo time where lobsters are coming after us for that big old boiling pot, I think I'd rather be stuck in the freezer for a couple minutes first. I don't know. I, See, that doesn't seem like enough freezing time to me, to be honest with you. I know. This, I know. <laughs> 
who's testing the theory? It's only four to five. Maybe not. Maybe five to seven is better. I don't want them eating my pizza pops while they're in there. <laughs> <laughs>